0: Okay, last week was a little slow, but slowing down seemed to help me think clearer. Uh, while everyone was enamored with the Bills winning a playoff game, I was enamored with them playing a close one against the TJ Wattless Steelers. And then I saw Mahomes take on his alter ego playoff patty against the Dolphins. Of course, the Chiefs are going to win. It was 30 degrees in Buffalo. That made them feel like they were in Miami, and they looked about as relaxed as the Miami players did watching the game from home. Meanwhile, I predicted all four divisional games right from the comfort of my own home while recovering from falling through the ceiling. So we may as well get right into it. This is number 86. Let's go. Live from Delaware, it's Hoagies and Pierogies! With your hosts, Ian De Carlo, we're getting a little double now. Chocolate rain and RJ Hammond. I just want some more, hot in my life. Let's just say he was a good lover. Alrighty, everybody, what's up? This is your host, Ian De Carlo. Like I said, this is number eighty-six of Hoagies and Pierogies. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we've got a good one for you today. We got a little bit more other than football. We got some baseball news. We got some women's basketball news, <laughs> which we need to get used to not having football every single week because championship week is upon us and we're almost running out of football. It's sad. It's definitely a sad day. Uh, feeling a bit more geared up towards talking. Hopefully my brain is more up to the task than it was last week. It was uh, Kind of slow and kind of bad. (laughs) I did find out today that I have a separated or sprained AC joint, uh, the same injury that Derek Carr had. So that makes me respect him even more for blanking the Patriots. I don't know how you could play football with this injury. It hurts to hold the mic up right now. Okay, another thing that I found out today, the Somerset Patriots are playing three games next year, or well, this coming year. As the Jersey diners, I am going to have to get my hands on one of these jerseys. They're usually available for auction, and usually they don't go, like, too crazy high, but this one's already on the national radar, so I'm sure they might be a little bit expensive, so I'll see what I can do. I guess with the uh, with the jerseys, they'll have diner-themed options, so, like, you know, bacon. I'm sure they'll have Scrapple or something like that. That would be funny. Um, the senators used to have, I don't know if they still do this anymore, but they used to have 10:30 AM games on Sundays and that actually, no, it wasn't on a Sunday. It was on like a Tuesday when I went, cause I remember I left work. I said, fuck this. <laughs> and I went to this, I went to the senators game. So that was 2019, I think. But yeah, they would have uh breakfast options. They would have little pancakes, little waffles, French toast things. Sausages, bacon's in the uh, all-you-can-eat seats. So that was that was really fun. I actually really did enjoy that. Another thing in baseball, the Pirates finally made a move. Was it the move that people were expecting? No, they signed a to Chapman to a one-year, ten-point-five million-dollar contract. Um, it's a little annoying for multiple reasons. One, why wasn't this amount of money spent on a starter? He's making more money combined than the whole starting rotation is right now. A left-handed reliever is making more than the whole starting rotation combined. Insane. Uh, Two, he was arrested for pulling out a gun and firing it during an argument with his girlfriend. uh, This was back in like 2017, 2018. It's been a while since it happened. And then three, he tried to kill McCutcheon with a 100-mile fastball to the head. So... I I don't know. A, we needed a good reliever. He got the Royals' Cole Raggins last year from the, from the Rangers. So, it's a... I do think it's a win-win contract for the Pirates. I mean, even if he doesn't... I don't know. If he doesn't do well, I guess then it would be a loss for the Pirates. But, oh well. Arrested for domestic violence and... Almost Killing McCutcheon. Back in like twenty fifteen. Twenty actually that was like twenty thirteen, I think, when he tried to when he threw at his head. I mean, hell, you'd think Caitlin Clark got a gun pulled on her or she got something thrown at her head with the way she reacted to this. Uh insane flop. I mean she should be in the NBA. That flop was up there with the elite of the elite. <laughs> you make the NBA with those kind of flops. <laughs> She plowed into a media person. I, I assume it was a media person because she had the lanyard around her neck with the credentials. Um, Ohio State beat them. How often does a team outside the top 10 be at a top five team in women's college basketball? I have no idea. Probably not that often. So, OSU probably deserves to rush the court. And... Caitlin Clark had plenty of time to react. She was running with her head down, but then she looked up and I mean, clearly saw this chick coming at her because she put her arms up to defend her and did a a freaking single axle double twirl on the way down. (laughs) And if I got into an argument with someone on Twitter, if you didn't watch the video, you can't say, Oh, they should ban court storming. It's there's always someone injured. First off, No. barely anyone gets injured on a court storming ever I've never seen it happen this is the most that's happened and she ran into her and the the media person actually got right back up just like looked back and just started running into the pile like nothing happened and Caitlin Clark goes down the the elite athlete like she's crazily hurt or something that double, that double twirl was ridiculous. <laughs> that was, that was crazy. Uh, it's obvious that she was in no danger. And storming the court is not a huge deal for students. That's that's ridiculous. It's part of the experience. Huge part of the experience. I would like. I would really like to see that record of women's college basketball teams outside of the top ten beating a team in the top five. Uh, we do have some more coaching news from around the league before we get into the divisional round games. Uh, the Bears are expected to interview Cliff Kingsbury for their OC job. If Cliff gets the job, this 100% means that they are going to draft Caleb Williams number one overall. You can't tell me that that wouldn't be their plan. Um, That would be one huge domino off the board for the Patriots. And if they do take Caleb Williams, I it might force the Patriots' hand to try to move up to number two to get May. I don't know what the Commanders want to do at quarterback. I don't know if they want to keep Sam Howell. Do they, yeah, do they want another North Carolina product trying to take Sam Howell's place? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know the answer to that question. Talks are heating up between Belichick and the Falcons. I posed this question last week. I was like, what if... <laughs> Not even posed the question, but I posed this hypothetical last week. What if Bill ends up going to the Falcons? That would be great. And then I thought about it some more, and then I was like, dude, their defense is always severely underrated. It has been since they were in the Super Bowl. It's been good since they were in the Super Bowl. They're, they're a quarterback from being a 10 to 12 twelve one team. What if they hire Belichick and go out and get Kirk Cousins? Oh, for this, it would be over. I started thinking about that, and I was like, holy shit. This might be a match made in heaven. Kirk can come in. I mean, I don't I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, but I think having Kirk as their quarterback would right the ship for a lot of their wrongs. They have so much talent on offense and, a, like I said, a severely underrated defense. And Belichick can work, could work some magic with that roster. That would be great. They also interviewed uh, Harbaugh. So who knows what direction they're going to go. They interviewed them both twice. That's probably... I uh, I do think that Harbaugh will end up in LA. I think that he'll end up on the Chargers. So that makes a lot more sense for Bill to go to the Falcons then. I, I think he'd like it there. I really do. And... Arthur Blank is willing to throw a blank check at him at this point. I mean, he is desperate. Desperate to win a Super Bowl for the Falcons. Uh, You know what? Let's just touch on this now. What's up with everyone hating on the Mayo comments? Like, a reporter asked him a question. The reporter asked him how he felt being the first black coach of the Patriots, and he responded with, because... Robert Kraft had just responded to another question with, I don't see color. Um, Mayo then says, I do see color, but because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. And Mayo is right. The people that say, I don't see color have become synonymous with the people that say, I have a bunch of black friends. Is basically saying the same thing? It is a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah the the solution is to pretend like racism never existed. Good job, guys. We beat racism by not mentioning any by not mentioning it. That's ridiculous. Are are people that say that aware of how stupid they sound? Because that's crazy to me. Apparently not, because they feel it. They say it freely and proudly in every single one of these posts on Instagram, on Twitter, of the comments that mayo made which are completely innocent and he's right and everyone is making a huge deal about it i i, I don't get it I, it's literally a logical fallacy ad populum yeah i mean if you don't talk about racism then it won't exist no that's not how it works it's just a a bunch of weirdos a bunch of freaking weirdos Let's judge him on his coaching ability before we judge him on his politics. I mean, seriously, you got to separate, you got to separate the two. Jesus. Anyway, more Patriots coaching news. Uh, Bill, uh, not Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien's headed to Ohio State. That can only mean that Josh McDaniels is on his way back for a third stint with the Patriots. But it's being reported that they're more in on Nick Kaley and Zach Robinson from the Rams. Um, I actually think that Nick Hayley had a good shot to get it last year. But I think the organization was so dead set on getting Bill O'Brien back that they just kind of ignored every other possible option. I do like that they're starting to go outside the organization a little bit more. But Nick Kaley was, even with the Patriots, for a little bit he was their tight ends coach for a couple years and he was the tight ends coach with the rams last year so we'll see what happens um i heard some rumors about them wanting to go from the uh wanting to take a coordinator from the Bengals. i really don't like that i really don't like that the Bengals hired the offensive coordinator from the uh or the I, Yeah, I don't like that the Titans hired the offensive coordinator from the Bengals, Brian Callahan. I really think it was an odd choice considering the Bengals never really got things going this year. Um, They were technically better than the Texans' offense was, but I it, it's just an odd choice to me. When you want to get way better at offense, you're going to go with someone that had a middle-of-the-pack offense, I, I don't know. We'll see how it all works out. I just don't like going towards those Bengals coordinator, coordinators for now. is It's a little bit weird to me why they're so sought after. Because, I mean, they, they seem to make the weirdest offensive play calls. They, they're one of the more head-scratching teams as to why they're not better. Them and the Chargers. Uh, okay, he let's see here. Uh, back to B.O.B. going to Ohio State, though. He's going to have a lot to work with. They got a ton of transfers. They got two transfers from Alabama, I think. Uh, one of them was one of the top safeties that was in the portal. Uh, another one is a top quarterback that was in the portal. They have a whole bunch of options coming to the team. I think Ohio State's going to be good next year. Uh, supposedly, they also have a front runner for the defensive coordinator. Patriots aren't going to stick with Steve Belichick. I thought they would. Demarcus Covington, who has been the defensive line coach since 2020, is probably going to get the shot. And since 2020, they, them and the linebackers are two of the most complete groups on the Patriots team. So those internal hires make sense to me. Mayo being the head coach, then Covington being the defensive coordinator. That makes total sense. I'm not mad with that at all. They could have gone a whole bunch of different directions, but I do think keeping some – I would like to see them go outside of the organization some more, like I said, with offensive coordinator. But I do think having – like, the defense was good last year. Why mess it up too much, you know? Uh, Antonio Pierce is the head coach of the Raiders. This should have never, ever been in question. Never, ever but I was really shocked when it took him, when they interviewed anyone else. It was honestly surprising. He was really the only one that gave that team any hope. And he's the one that made him rally to win, I think, five games under him, which is shocking. But I think that's it for uh, all of the, uh, the coaching, coaching vacancies and coaching happenings this week uh, let's get into these divisional round matchups undefeated this week baby boom let's go swish buckets drained let's fucking go 4-0 let's go first one was pretty easy to guess that the Texans weren't gonna beat the Ravens Um, even though it was 10-10 to at halftime the bill or the the Texans defense or the Texans offense never got it rolling. The only touchdown they scored was the punt return touchdown right before halftime. Um, Ravens defense dominated. M and T Bank Stadium is a wild place to play if you're on the away team, which uh, it's underrated. It really is underrated. They talked about it a little bit this week, but in terms of difficulty of playing on the road that's that has to be up there Texans defense did show up uh when it was 10 to 10 it kind of reminded me of the team that the Bengals took this to the super bowl against the rams uh, so that that got me excited but then the Ravens scoring 24 points unanswered out of halftime really put a damper on the texans party baltimore's defense is for real as if we needed a reminder they should be heavy favorites going up against the chiefs I'd say, I'd say at least five and a half, six point favorites. I don't know what the line is now. I should check, but yeah, uh, definitely not the best game of the weekend. In fact, it was the only game that was not good. <laughs> the The Texans shouldn't worry though; they're in good hands. Who knows if Sloak is going anywhere? Uh, D'Amico Ryan's great first year as head coach really got his players to rally under him. Tank Dell's going to be back next year. You got to be looking up if you're a Texans fan. Okay, next game was the Packers 49ers game. Oh boy. Uh, 49ers had 22 yards in the first quarter. 22 <laughs> yards. Packers were picking up right where they left off against the Cowboys the prior week. It was 6-7 to at halftime. So while the Packers were holding the 49ers. The 49ers defense also did show up and really put a damper on the Packers. De- Debo got ruled out, actually. And right after Debo got ruled out, Packers went up 13-7. to it, it, it started going back and forth at this point. But Debo being out really hurt the 49ers' chances I, I, next week against the Lions. The, you could tell that they were missing him. They didn't have... It really didn't have an outside option. Uh, Kittle came alive, and Jawan Jennings came out of nowhere and had a great game for him. Let's see. Jawan Jennings had uh, 61 yards, five receptions, 61 yards. Ayuk only had three receptions, 32 yards, so Ayuk wasn't doing anything. Kittle had four receptions, 81 yards. So... The Packers were really I, I really thought they were gonna win this game. I I don't think that the two weeks of rest is good for players. I really think that if if you are guaranteed to have the bye, play your starters week eighteen. I, I really feel like two weeks off isn't good for either team. I mean, both the Ravens and the 49ers started off very sluggish. They were they were started off very slow. Um I I think that the 49ers maybe are were more used to starting this slow. I really don't know why the Packers didn't use a timeout under 2 minutes. I I think that they could have gotten the ball back because right after that McCafferty scored and it was what was it 24 Yeah, it was 24 to 21 after McCaffrey got the TV, after McCaffrey got the TD, that would have bled, I mean, the 49ers bled an extra 30 seconds off the clock, so even though the, the Packers may have been a little bit more rushed on the last drive, that extra 30 seconds definitely would have helped them, Uh, they ended up throwing an interception, so it didn't really matter too much, but... Uh, who knows? The Packers had all three of their timeouts with a minute seven left. A minute 30 with two timeouts. Is that really that much different? Probably not. So I, I really don't think it mattered too much. This, both of these stats are insane to me. Shanahan is got his first win ever trailing by five points going into the fourth quarter it was 2114 going into the fourth quarter shanahan's first ever win one in 30 in those situations that's insane and then also the Aaron Jones broke the 49ers streak of 51 games without allowing a 100yard rusher 51 freaking games. that's insane 51 games four seasons worth of games Wow, three and a half, whatever. That is crazy. That's insane. That doesn't bode well for them, especially if they don't have Debo, who is said to be a 50 50 shot for the NFC Championship right now. He is in too much pain to evaluate if he'll go or not. Oh, man. I I am looking forward to these games so much. Speaking of the NFC Championship next game up on the docket the lions lions uh dominated the whole game but they really and this is how they've been playing teams all year really just let the other team hang around for way too long uh they they do this a lot and it worries me because if they do go down fast against the 49ers are they going to be able to come back i i, I don't know it's going to be a tough one um but, yeah, the Bucs had a chance to at least tie it up with under two minutes left. Um, Baker threw an interception, just like in the last game, to end the game. Uh, the big thing that people are talking about is that the Bucks had a timeout left with 37 seconds left. This was just a gentleman's agreement. Snap the ball with under 40 seconds left. Get out of there without calling the timeout so no one else gets injured. I mean... Like the timeout would have really mattered. It's it's like in the in the uh, in the Packers game, if the, like should the Packers have taken that timeout? I don't know. Would they have gotten a little bit more time? Yeah, but they would have had one less timeout. But now in the in the Buck situation, like, would it really matter if you would have had thirty five seconds left? or not. I don't, it was fourth down. They had to punt the ball or at least go for a long field goal. Would, would it have really mattered? I don't think so. And I don't know why people are making such a huge deal out of it. But the Bucks have a lot of free agents going into next year. Uh, do they keep Baker? They are one of the teams that's made the playoffs. That's more influx cap-wise, I think, than a lot of the other teams. They have a lot of players to re-sign, a lot of key losses. I think Mike Evans might be on Mike Evans contract might be expiring soon. I'm not totally sure, but uh yeah, they have a bunch of question marks. I'm sure they're surprised they even made the playoffs this year. So yeah, uh Lions won that one 23 to 31. And now for the game of the week. This was a crazy one. If I said twenty seven twenty four, would you have guessed that there were five lead changes? Probably not, but with the Bills Chiefs, anything is possible. <laughs> this is Mahomes' first playoff game outside of Arrowhead Stadium or a Super Bowl, which is wild in and of itself. How can you go What five? This is their sixth season now with uh, Mahomes as the starter of them making it to the AFC Championship game. How crazy is that 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 is wild, but yeah, the bills were looking really really good running the ball early, and they kind of i mean the the chiefs defense stepped up, but they kind of got away from running it so much. I really don't know why they were trying to they were well eventually the chiefs held him on first and second down, they held him in check for the most part, and then they had to pass on third down in the second half, so. But it was it was a great game. Uh, <laughs> the Chiefs were getting decimated by injuries. The Bills were getting decimated by injuries. Everyone was going down out there. Uh, it was 17 to 13 Bills at halftime. And even then, I was like, oh, the Chiefs are still looking good. I'm not too worried about it. Playoff patty was back in full force. Uh, I'm telling you what. Kelsey had a great game. Pacheco had a great game. 30 degrees felt like a a cool 50 to them, I'm sure, after last week's bullshit of negative four. (laughs) But then after it was 20 to, okay, it was 10 to 6 bills, then it was 10 to 13 chiefs, then it was 17 to 13 bills, then it was 20 to 17 chiefs, then it was 24 to 20 bills, and then the last lead change, so back and forth, 27 to 24 chiefs. This is when it all kind of went to shit. The Bills tried to go for a fake punt from their own 30-yard line because the Chiefs had 10 guys on the field. That was a terrible decision. Terrible, just dumb, absolutely dumb. They turn it over on downs. Here goes the Chiefs, ready to score. And what what does Hardman do? What does Nicole Hardman do? You guessed right. He fumbles it out of the end zone. I could have swore his elbow was down, or at least his back was down, but, oh, man. Oh, that's crazy. What a swing. You would have thought that happened with a minute left in the game, but that was with 12 minutes left. 12 minutes left. So, the Bills had the ball after uh, back-to-back punts. The Bills punted, the Chiefs punted back to them after that crazy sequence and the bills bled so much clock i thought they were going to score a touchdown it really was looking like they would make it into the end zone um at that point it would have been 31 to 27 but they had to try and settle for a field goal and ladies and gentlemen the curse of buffalo wide right Oh <laughs> wide right. Oh my god. That's insane. How do you how do you as a team own a curse? They own that. Every time we hear wide right, everyone says Bills. Everyone knows what you're talking about. For then it was the first of four Super Bowl losses in a row. This was uh Josh Allen's fourth loss to Patrick Mahomes, third in the playoffs. Josh Allen is 0 for three against Mahomes in the playoffs. How sad is th- not sad as in pitiful, sad as in I feel bad for Josh Allen. <laughs> I really do. Oh, uh, how- how can you suck so bad against one team in the playoffs? I can't believe that happened i I really could not believe it. flabbergasted. I was sitting in this exact spot, and I said, "Oh, we missed it. We missed it. That thing had a great curve. <laughs> uh, you have to feel bad for the bills at this point." I mean, they had already lost my favor. I don't. I really don't care about. The, <laughs> I really don't care about the Bills. They've taken their, their fandom to an extreme, and it's become a thorn in the Patriots' side for one, and the rest of the NFL for another. Um, should the Bills rebuild? Uh, Josh Allen's cap hit is going to be forty-seven point one million dollars next year. It was eighteen point six this year. Uh, Field Yates say field yates says they can get it down to something like 23.6 million with a simple restructure and a sign of the pen but do they keep McDermott what do the bills do to in order to beat the chiefs beating them in the regular season isn't good enough you gotta you gotta start beating them in the playoffs they are they're a kryptonite and like I said, they played a close game against the Steelers the previous week. So this it re, me choosing the the Chiefs wasn't really an upset pick to me. It was just like okay, let's just think about this in the most common sense way possible. Yeah, Mahomes hasn't been outside of Arrowhead, but it's going to be thirty degrees warmer no matter what. First off, they played a the Bills played a close game against the Steelers, which was shitty for them. They Steelers didn't have T.J. Watt, and they had Mason Rudolph as their quarterback. Okay, that's definitely worrying for the Bills. I was really shocked everyone was on the Bills bandwagon when playoff Patty is just here to stay, period. So, yeah, that's all for the divisional games. I'm seven and three overall after going three and three the first week in wild card weekend and then four0 oh in divisional weekend. Let's see if I can bring it to uh nine and three after this week. I'm going with the Ravens against the Chiefs. Bill's provided the blueprint that the Ravens can execute to an even higher degree just run the ball. just run the ball. that's it. That's all the Ravens have to do. <laughs> they don't have to deal with this bullshit buffalo wind either. They don't have to have their fans come out and shovel the stadium. Who cares about that? Um, the Ravens can run the ball all day long without stalling out. Lamar Jackson was their top rusher against the Texans, 100 yards on, what was it, seven? 11 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> how do you beat that? If if you're the Chiefs and you have an issue against the run, how do uh, how do you deal with that? The Ravens are having fun playing football out there. You can definitely tell. Also, the fact that the Ravens aren't the Bills helps immensely. (laughs) So we got the Ravens winning there. Um, The last time these uh, two teams played each other was in 2021, the uh, Lions and the 49ers. So they don't have much familiarity. I do think that this works out in the Lions' favor. Uh, with Debo being out and Aaron Jones success on the ground against these 49ers, I think the lions can get the win in a uh, similar fashion to the first two games they played. It's definitely going to be close. They'll be up most of the time, but I feel like the 49ers will definitely hang in there. They'll make it a close game. But I do think that if, if they don't have Debo, I think the lions win. If the 49ers do have Debo, I think it will be a little bit more of an issue, but I think that the lions still come through. Um Lions offensive line is playing out of their minds right now for this team. It's crazy. Frank Ragnow had a great game, especially after getting hurt. So, yeah, Super Bowl for me, I think it's going to be the Lions and the Ravens. Um I do think that the Ravens will take care of the Chiefs. It'll probably be like a I don't, Ravens defense is also legit. So, I'm thinking like a 17 to 28 game for the Ravens. I think they'll take care of business. This one, I'm going to go a little bit closer. I think it'll be like a 33-31 game Lions. I think that the uh, I think that the 49ers can, can still put up points. I think without... I, I feel like a lot of their game plan is focused around Debo, And if you're going to have a game plan... Without Debo, I think that makes the 49ers a little bit more. Uh, they're a little bit more on their toes, I think. So, Ravens, Lions, Super Bowl 58. I think that's the matchup. And I'm not going with this logo bullshit theory <laughs> of how it was orange and blue. So, it was or orange and yellow. So, it was the Bengals and the Rams. And then last year, it was green and red. So, it was the Chiefs against the Eagles. And this year, it's red and purple. So, a lot of people are saying the 49ers against the Ravens, but I'm going 49ers Lions. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, Ravens Lions for the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think, uh, I think we'll have a good, really good championship weekend. Looking forward to it. But all right, everybody, I think that's it. Uh, make sure to subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Follow us for audio only on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Um, Clips are doing well. Just need you guys to get just need to get you guys to watch the full episode. They're shorter now. Please, they're shorter. That's all I ask. It's like watching an episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> Alrighty everyone. We'll leave with this. Uh munch, punch, 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 punch.